Blog Talk Radio. As we believe in Bible hope, Bible hope will again cause us to become something that we could never be in the natural. Biblical hope does not disappoint because the love of God has been poured out in our hearts by the Holy Spirit who was given to us. This is Pastor Brad Morgan of New Life Beginnings Church, and I want to continue a teaching on the importance of hope. And I've found that many times people want to go straight to faith in believing God, but it's very important to begin to build a foundation of hope. The scripture says that there's three things that are important to the New Testament believer. It says, now faith, hope, and love abide, but the greatest of these is love. So so hope, we need hope to, to abide. And this hope is not wishful thinking. This hope is confident expectation based on solid certainty. Again, confident expectation based on solid certainty. And hope is also... Uh, a confident expectation of good. So you begin to to look, you begin to believe for the good. And God wants to plant this hope deep in our heart and, and then the hope, that biblical hope, which also has to do with our relationship with Jesus. And because Jesus on the cross cut covenant with God the Father, when he died on the cross, and then we're able to be sons of Abraham. And the, and the scripture says that we have a better covenant than those in the Old Testament had. Uh, in the Old Testament, they had different covenants. And, and the covenant of Abraham was that Abraham, at the end of his life, it said that he was blessed in all areas. And so Abraham, of course, is the father of faith. But in Romans 4, it it talks about this concept of hope, starting in verse 17. As it is written, I have made you a father of many nations. In the presence of him whom he believed God, who gives life to the dead, and calls those things which do not exist as though they did. So if we want to be like God, we'll begin to call things that we know is within the will of God, we'll begin to call things as though they they exist. Calls those things which do not exist as though they did. So God began to call Abraham a father of many nations when he did not have any kids. So God called something that did not exist. Verse 18 says, Who contrary to hope, in hope believed, who contrary to hope. So uh, I believe this is not a biblical hope, this first hope, who contrary to hope. In other words, his circumstances looked impossible. It looked like there was no way it would happen. He was getting older and older. And then, uh, you know, he was 100 before he had uh, Isaac. Isaac, by the way, means laughter. And uh, some of the promises, some of the things that God 
promises to us seem like they're so ridiculous. It said, in, in hope, believe. In other words, he believed the promise of God. But there was a period in his life where uh, he had trouble believing because when he was 75 years old, God made the promise. And then when he was 86, uh, his wife encouraged him to uh, have a child through the maid. And he listened to his wife, which wasn't very smart. Then he had an Ishmael, something illegitimate that wasn't born of the Spirit of God. And then after that, for 13 years, there's no record in the Scripture that, that God was silent. And then when he was 99, God appeared to him and told him to walk before me and began to tell him that he was going to have a, a child. And, uh, you know, 13, the number 13 is, is a number of transition. So he began to believe in hope. He began to believe in the promise of God because this encourages me because sometimes we go through a season of delay. We go through a season of it looks like we're walking the other way. And you know, delay can very easily lead to discouragement. But we find out what to do in this delay because if we look at David and when David was at Ziklag, and one of the meanings of Ziklag is the place of the press. So David was being oppressed, and he had he had left. He'd went to the Philistines because he said, "If I'll go to the Philistines, then then um, you know Saul's not going to search for me anymore." And he said, "I'll I'll perish one day by the hand of Saul." So that's why he went there. So he he did not believe the promise of God. But what encourages me about that is even though David didn't believe the promise of God, God still believed what he'd spoken to him. So it said that he he wept until he had no more power to weep. And after he wept all that out, then it, it you know, the, the people, the very family family members that he had taken in, the men spoke of stoning David. So David, in the midst of betrayal, in the midst of denial, it said that David encouraged himself in the Lord. So we see this is something that we have to do when delay comes to, instead of walking in discouragement, that we need to encourage ourselves in the Lord. And so this is what happened with Abraham, because it says that he grew strong in faith. Back to verse 18, who contrary to hope and hope believed, so that he became the father of many nations. Because he believed in a biblical hope, which is based on the promise of God, he began to become something that he could not be in the natural. I love that about God. God can cause you to become something that you could not be in the natural. He became the father of many nations according to what was spoken. This biblical hope is going to direct you back to what God has spoken concerning your life. So shall your descendants be. And not being weak in faith, he did not consider his own body already dead since he was about a hundred years old 
and the deadness of Sarah's womb. He did not waver at the promise of God through unbelief. I like that. He did not waver. That word waver, this phrase connotes a conflict with oneself in the sense of hesitating, having misgivings, doubting, being divided in decision-making, or wavering between hope and fear. But it says he did not waver at the promise of God through unbelief, but was strengthened in faith, giving glory to God. So in the midst of this season, as God appeared to him again, he began to thank God. He began to tell God that he knew God was going to come through. He began to praise God that God's faithfulness would come in his life, who contrary to hope, in hope believed, so that he became. As we believe in Bible hope, Bible hope will again cause us to become something that we could never be in the natural. And then we go to Romans chapter 5. Romans 5 1 says, Therefore, having been justified by faith, we have peace with God through our Lord Jesus Christ, through whom we have access. I like this. Through Jesus, we have access by faith into this grace in which we stand. This grace. Now, grace is undeserved favor, but grace is also the desire and the ability to do God's will. This grace in which we stand and rejoice in hope of the glory of God. Now, what is the glory of God? When Lazarus was raised up, Jesus said, did I not tell you if you would believe, you would see the glory of God? Believe, put your trust in. If you'll put your trust in me, you'll see hopeless situations turned around. That's what the glory of God is. The glory of God is seeing hopeless situations turn around. If you would believe, you would see. Now, the world says that seeing is believing, like in relationships. When people have been hurt, they say, if I, I see it, I'll believe it. Seeing is believing. But God says believing is seeing. Now, believing what? Believing what God has spoken to your life. It says we rejoice in hope of the glory of God. We rejoice in hope that God is going to turn these impossible situations because I have a promise from God. God is going to turn these impossible situations around. And not only that, but we also glory in tribulations. Boy, that didn't make sense. But we glory in tribulations. Now, this word tribulation actually means a spiritual bench pressing. We begin to glory in tribulations, in this place where we're having to exercise a bench press, where we're having to strengthen our spiritual muscles, knowing that tribulation produces perseverance. Tribulation produces perseverance. Perseverance does not just automatically come. Tribulation, trouble, produces perseverance as we have faith, not in ourselves, 
but as we have faith in God. And perseverance produces character. Not to be a character, but perseverance produces character, produces proven character. And character produces hope. So hope is not something automatically that happens, but hope happens as we stand on the promise of God, as we stand in the grace of God, as we stand in the undeserved favor of God, and as we stand in the desire and ability to do God's will. See, God has a desire. God has something he wants us to do, and we can stand that we have the ability to do what God's called you to do. I want to tell you today, whatever God's called you to do and to be in the earth, you have the ability, and there's a grace to walk in that. But you'll have to stand in that grace because there'll be seasons where it looks like it's impossible for that grace to ever come about. But if we'll glory in our tribulations, our spiritual bench pressing, tribulation will produce the quality of perseverance, and perseverance will produce proven character, and character will produce hope. Now, you know why character produces hope? Because hope is produced as we begin to see our life turned around, but also as, as we see God work in our life, work in our situations. And then it says, and hope, biblical hope, does not disappoint because the love of God has been poured out in our hearts by the Holy Spirit who was given to us. So through this process, we discover as hope is birthed in our life, we discover a new dimension of hope because we see God working in our hopeless situations and things that never we never thought could come to pass, this biblical hope causes faith to kick in and we begin to believe God. We begin to be strengthened in our faith, giving glory to God, and then we see the manifestation. We see the manifestation of what God has spoken to our hearts. Well, this is Pastor Brad Morgan. It was good being with you today. I hope you enjoyed the message. I would like to encourage you to visit our website at newlifebeginningschurch.com. That's newlifebeginningschurch.com. There is a secure site there where you can sow into this ministry. If you'd like to sow by mail, our address is New Life Beginnings Church, P.O. Box 203, Patterson, Texas 77466. If you do not have a church home, I want to invite you to come visit ours. Our Sunday service is at 1030. The church address is 5609 FM 359 North, Brookshire, Texas 77423. We offer children's church for the five-year-olds up to fifth grade twice a month. On Wednesday nights, we reach out to the kids in the Brookshire, Patterson area. We have service and classes that start at 7 p.m. If you have prayer requests, or would like to speak with us, our church phone number is 281-802-8094. You can contact me by email at bmorgan542 at gmail.com. That's bmorgan542 at gmail.com. We invite you to subscribe to our podcast. 
the best is yet to come wherever you get your podcast. This program is sponsored by New Life Beginnings Church. And again, this is Pastor Brad Morgan. And I would like to remind you the best is yet to come. We love you and thanks for listening. hard to tell at this point, hard to gauge and when hard enough.